0: Look, we've shifted our preparation today into Tampa. Uh, Obviously this team's an explosive team, you know, really in all three phases of the ball that you've got to account for. I think Coach Arian's done a phenomenal job of really bringing a staff with a lot of continuity, guys that have played for him, guys that have worked on him in the past. So it was easy for him to get a quick jump in this program. He's added a lot of dynamic players since he's been there that really got these guys rolling this year, you know. Bruce's, you know, aggressive mentality you can see in all three sides of the ball. It starts on offense, obviously. You know, they're running the ball extremely well with Jones. They're doing a great job with the play-action passes, setting up the shots with Tom, and they're doing a great job in all the situational football, red zone, third down. They're really a team you have to prepare situationally for. You know, defensively, you know, Coach Bowles did a phenomenal job of really spinning the dial on you. You're going to see a lot of pressure early down and third down. You're going to see a lot of situational calls in the red area and third down in two minute. But the thing his guys do is they play discipline, they play really, really hard. And that's going to be just definitely a trademark of Coach Bowles defense, and we got to make sure we can handle the movement and the pressures up front. You know, and I'll start with that. You know, special teams-wise, Keith Armstrong's a guy I've known for some years, got a lot of respect for him. You know, Keith does a really good job of taking the players he has, creating matchups on your players, and then he does a good job getting these guys to play hard and physical, and that's really his trademark right there. So, on all three sides of the ball, we got our work cut out for us. We'll start today on preparation, and that'll build the Monday night. So, at that point, I'll open up any questions you guys may have. Dougie? Okay. Hey Joe, um, can you just kind of give us a timeline of, of everything that's gone on with the COVID situation? You know, when you found out about Will's positive test and, and the close contacts, just everything uh, last, I guess, 12 hours or so. What times are right now? About noon. Yeah, give me about uh, last about 13 hours ago. So, yeah, about 13 hours ago, I was notified there were some issues. Maybe a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit longer than that ago. Um, we got the list of names of the players. We made adjustments. We had a couple of coaches involved. You know, we've been fortunate in that there's really no you know, high risk guys within the tracer contacts. We have some precautions we have to take as a team. Uh, We're optimistic to get all these guys back, Dan. So we're operating that we're going to have them back right now. You know, in terms of what we're going to do and adjust as a team, I'm going to change the post-practice meetings to meet virtually. We've made some adjustments on the field to incorporating some face shields and some masks during practice, which has not been required before now, but we're going to make sure our players are wearing the mask during the actual activity. That'll be different for our guys right there. Um, but we'll meet post-practice virtually. I'll determine as the head coach how we're going to approach tomorrow's morning and afternoon meetings, Uh, but we're going to plan on practicing in person tomorrow regardless, so I'll make that decision later on today, and I'll talk to the team about it. And then just as far as Will, I mean, how is he feeling? Does he have symptoms or anything? You know, Dan, I haven't spoke to him yet. Um, Ronnie's been in contact with him, so I couldn't answer that question. Thanks. Bruce Beck. Joe, has your message to the guys changed in any way just in terms of uh, the danger, the contagious nature of this virus and, and, and what, we're, what we're fighting here, at, not only as a, as a football team, but, but, but as a nation, as, as the world? No, the messages remain constant, you know, and, and we just got to remind each other constantly, you know, and look, it's all about being safe. It's all about making sure we put ourselves in the right situations. It's about the social distancing in the building, the protocols with the masks and the PPEs. We just got to go ahead and stay consistent with that throughout the season and make sure we, you know, put ourselves in the best position possible. I think it starts with, you know, hey, look, our facilities. You know, Ronnie and the facilities director have done a great job of setting up where we have the meet. We've transformed our indoor facility into really our meeting space for this year. That's really allowed us to remain spaced out and more of an open-air situation to help with the players and ventilation. You know, in terms of having the protocol set up to make sure we're spaced out in meetings, and to be able to still have in-person meetings. That's really been, you know, something that we've benefited from, and it's helped us along the way. Jim Jones? Oh, hi. Uh, hi, Joe. Uh, hey, you alluded to it in your opening, but given that I think the Bucks get after the passer in terms of sacks, second only to the Steelers in this league, how much of a concern would it be if your offensive line is, is you know, compromised at all? And And my follow-up, if I may, would be, you mentioned having all the guys back. Does that include Will Hernandez? So, Kim, I can just tell everyone on the call, like, look, obviously the, the word's out and a lot of things that are going on. Uh, we've been told internally that we can't comment on specific names until they come out later on today, which is everything will be on the injury report. Um, in terms of the main name you're referring to, you know, I'll have to wait and see how the testing goes these next couple of days. But I'd say the optimism on all the people who are only related through tracers is very high right now. Um the, their amount of exposure to this was really on the minimum level to be registered in this category. So that kind of eliminates them from being high risk guys. Uh, that's been good. Most of it came from through passing, uh, sitting near each other in team meetings, things of that nature, but it's been a low amount of time. So it's kept us away from some of the high risk stuff. So, Kim, we're very optimistic right now. We're going to have our players back. Obviously, it's our job to make contingency plans. Uh, but getting on to the uh, Bucks. like I mean, their front is very dangerous, they're very explosive, they got a lot of talent. Todd does a great job with you know creating combinations. Ideally, you want to have all your guys back, but it's our job to prepare everyone available and it's their job to be ready. Thank you. Jordan. Hey, Joe. What's the concern level at this point that the game might not be able to be played on Monday night? Yeah, we have none right now. We're expecting to play Monday night, and that's our mindset. Appreciate it. No Pat Leonard. Hey, Joe. With the two assistants out for today, I know you've been – using guys who aren't necessarily on the coaching staff to help out. You have a couple of names that you know are just going to step right in and kind of coach those position groups, or is that not even necessary for a practice? Yeah, everyone who coach today is actually a member of our coaching staff. We've talked before about those contingency plans of all throughout the building. People went through spring and training camp with us, learning different positions in case it were to come up, some kind of a mass lockout or some kind of you know major numbers concern. We don't have that today, Pat. So the guys who are going to coach are guys that are going to be on – you know, that side of the ball to step up and just help out. and We've already crossed over a lot of coaching throughout the season, you know, through different drills and periods and how we meet. So it's not a drastic change for us today, Pat. Thanks. Lombardo. Joe um, hey, I was just curious, as far as the um, contact tracer devices that you guys wear, are, are players and staff required to wear those outside of the building? And did any did Will Hernandez come in contact with anybody who might have been um, out and about the other night at that dinner in Manhattan? Uh, yeah, I don't believe so on that right there. Um, as far as contact with tracers outside the building, you were required to wear them throughout the entire workday. So that's at practice, in the meetings, in the cafeteria, in the locker room. Um, you know, you always have it on at all times. Some guys wear it in a lanyard. I keep mine in my pocket at all times, but you always have to have it on you. Hey, Joe, how's it going? Good. Art. Uh, as much as you've prepared for a situation like this, uh, obviously would calls start going out last night. When you're meeting with the team this morning, which I assume you have already, but maybe it's been virtual contact, how do you approach it with the rest of the team? Is it just a business as usual? I have to imagine guys are kind of antennas up. This is really the first time you guys have had to deal with this really since the beginning of training camp. No, there's always some kind of adversity we're going to deal with Art. So to us, this is just a sudden change. We just keep on moving forward. We emphasize working on what we can really accomplish today as a team. And you know, we get everyone ready who may be part of the game plan. Ralph, joe um i know there's kind of limited things you can say about the names of the players but obviously we know that it's will hernandez and the likelihood of him playing monday night just based on the protocols i think is small assuming any of that is true is uh shane lemieux the next guy up for you at guard and how ready is he um for you know if he is has to have a bigger role. Yeah, Shane's been doing a good job really improving for us, you know, throughout the season. He's done a really good job in practice. Uh, we're planning on really working him in throughout the games anyway, to be honest with you, in terms of just – just so we have kind of worked Matt Pert in the games as well. Um, so, yeah, we have confidence in Shane. He'll be in the mix of different guys that may factor in that position. We'll see where it goes by the end of the week and where everything leads going into Monday. But, yeah, we have confidence in Shane. I would expect him to play regardless of what the scenario is. I'm right. Joe, I know he's on the other side of the country, but does any of this affect Saquon and his scheduled uh, surgery this week? Uh, Not that I'm aware of right there, but obviously, you know, Ronnie's going to make sure in contact with different guys, but not that I'm aware of right there, Tom. Fast when I was going to, but I'll just jump on that a little bit. So Mark Colombo yesterday was talking about uh, Shane Lemieux and he said that you know when he, when he started out he was maybe a little over aggressive because he was out there trying to fight everybody or something. Like that. And he said he's gotten a lot better at that and his technique and stuff. Have you noticed the same thing? Is that kind of his mindset that he just wants to get out there and hit somebody? Yeah, Shane's definitely an aggressive player. He's definitely got that bruiser mentality to it. Um, but he's settled in a lot technically. He's shown a lot of improvement throughout the year. You know, we we liked him from the jump. He's definitely a guy that wants to get after, wants to play physical, wants to play aggressive. You know, what he's really made a good adjustments to are, you know, a lot of the movement schemes and also the speed of the game of how it comes to it. So, his communication inside has really improved throughout the year, which for the centers and guards inside, that's definitely a critical piece of everything they're going to do because of the multiples they'll see inside. Uh, But he's really shown a lot of growth for us right there. Thanks. We'll take two more, Mark and Darrell Slater. Mark. Yeah, Joe, um, just re- with regards to the, the number of close games you guys have had, and, and obviously you haven't finished on the on the positive side of those, is it a double-edged sword there? Do you feel like the more you're involved in those, the guys, you know, maybe have a little more experience and get over the top, or does it become a confidence issue when you when you are in those close games and there's a here-we-go-again here element to it? No, I think our job is to play every game as its own entity, you know, and, and every game's is different circumstance, different situation. We play every game to win every game. There's things we have to clean up and correct on. We have to do a better job coaching. I do a better job executing as players, in situations. Uh, but to me, look, the guys have responded every week. You know, in terms of the confidence issue, yeah, you know, it's been a question. Guys have asked repeatedly. Yeah, you that's know, not an issue with our guys. Our guys come to work every week. They see improvement. We can show them, you know, marked improvement on the tape when they see themselves play, when they see the units perform. So we just got to keep stringing together and improving as a team. You know, and get the results we're working for. Just as a, as a quick follow, Joe, when you do get over the hump in one of these close, tight games, whether it's last game of the – last play of the game or whatever, what can that do for the, the morale and the confidence and the psyche of the team and maybe, you know, kind of start a trend in the other way? Yeah, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not a huge believer in momentum to begin with. So in terms of one game affect another game, I don't really ever think so. I think you have to show up and, and whether you won last week or lost last week, it's about what you do preparing this week and how you execute on the field for 60 minutes that's gonna dictate the results of that game. I respect the question. I understand exactly where you're coming from. My personal mindset and philosophy doesn't really tie too much into how one game affects another one. Thanks, Joe. Last question Last question here, Slater. Hey, Joe, you mentioned earlier in the call, some of these changes you're making to practice in terms of guys wearing masks and then also going all virtual with your meetings. Will those be permanent changes for the rest of the year or just until this thing clears up here? Definitely through this thing clears up. We'll see how it works out with the team. We'll see what the league protocols mandate us to do. We just want to make sure we make the best decision for the players at all times. We've been pretty good up to this point and been fortunate to avoid one of these tests. You know, we're a long way into the season at this point. So we want to make sure we definitely get through this patch. We keep our players safe. And then when we feel we're out of this patch with the league's guidance and our medical team's guidance, we'll make the best decision for the team.